Hi and welcome to the Exploratory Journey podcast. Today I'm joined by Trib, who is the founder for the Centre for Humanity and Social Media, and we'll be discussing everything from social media and tech ethics to working in the corporate Hi, and welcome to the Exploratory Journey podcast. And today I'm joined by Trib, who is the founder for the Center for Humanity and Social Media. And he's going to give a very short introduction to what he does. Morning, Fed. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I run the Center for Humanity and Social Media. Um, what we do is we take the the best research in this area that's out there um, relating to the impact of social media uh, on ourselves as an individual uh, as individuals and as a collective Um, and we turn it into engaging content um, for people to be aware of Um, as well as that we produce resources um, hoping to host some events soon um, and ultimately just trying to raise awareness um, of the impact that social media is having on us. So I'm curious, what actually initially got you into like the whole social media thing and how did you end up founding the centre? Yeah, so I was um, I was actually working um, for a startup um, that was not directly in the social media space, but certainly there were elements um, of what they were doing that was verging into the social media space. Um, so, you know, you get to see how the, the products are built um, and you get to see the importance of not only getting users, but keeping them coming back. Um, and, you know, when you understand about I think once you have worked somewhere that is reliant upon that sort of business model, you know, where you have to uh, commoditize people's attentions, then, you know, especially in in this field, um, I got thinking about what is the actual impact on people? Um, You know, we're using these things almost, you know, for for almost everything we do nowadays, um, but we don't actually really we don't really talk about it and you know we don't as i later found out we don't really know about what the impact is um and you know for me that is you know i mean it's it's quite crazy that we we don't know that stuff i guess because you said you've worked with startups who've kind of really tried to engage with social media and many see it as where the future is going and more and more different types and forms of social media emerging like tiktok and things like that have come about more recently why do you think that it's becoming such a big issue and so few people are actually talking about it well i think firstly um the, I think the most important thing to do is to define what, what is social media and what does it mean to us? Because I would certainly argue that the, the social media that I think, you know, we attribute to almost every kind of digital platform where we can engage with each other um, or consume content is, is not necessarily social media. So, you know, I guess way back in the day when Facebook and you know other sites like that started 
um you would go on there and you would you know you would engage with your friends you'd you know comment on the content and all that stuff and it, it was you know more geared towards being social whereas nowadays i mean you go on tiktok you go on facebook um you go on snapchat you go on wherever you go uh, you should really ask yourself how often do you actually engage with people um your friends on there um and so i, th- I think that's the first thing that we should you know before we go you know do anything more um we should firstly just take a second to understand the reality that that's how it is nowadays these are no longer social you know many of them are no longer social media platforms they are content platforms um and i I think it's so important because we're so reliant upon them um we use them you know we use them for, for everything um they are changing the way that we you know learn um think live um you know they're able to influence you know our beliefs um you know through the content that we see they're able to influence how we spend our money how we make our decisions um things like you know how even how we get dopamine um how we engage with each other um these platforms are playing with the very science behind what it means to be human um and we should be aware of that and we should be critical of that. Um, and we should try and do all that we can to not be slaves to these things. Um, we have to accept that you know, that they're part of our lives now. And we have to accept that there's good with the bad and there's bad with the good. Um, and we have to find a way to have a more sustainable relationship with these things. That's really interesting because I guess when when you said like these platforms first emerged they were primarily used to connect you with other people you know and now like even if you look at how Instagram over time has evolved and they've changed the layout of their app where they have literal things for shopping where where it's kind of monetized the whole app and to make it more commercial and it's kind of linked a bit of everything in which you would have done into one platform which is kind of a made people addicted to it in a sense do you think that there's an issue with that and like have you tried to figure out how to kind of deal with that because I guess so many people particularly the pandemic has accelerated it have now gone on to use social media for a lot more than just connecting with friends it's now a tool to market their business or for them to buy clothes or for them to sign up to events and it's kind of like everything and have you figured out if there's a way to kind of deal with that and if it's actually such a big problem that it needs dealing with um i mean what what do you think as um i i don't tend to um certainly instagram i don't tend to use um i mean what's what's your take on that i i still primarily just use it to connect with friends particularly instagram like i haven't bought anything off social media ever and i I personally just think that it's it's still kind of a way in which i can connect with people that being said I still do use it as a content platform too and I feel like the growth of kind of influencers and micro influencers over time has kind of 
merge the two and you don't necessarily know why you're going on there it's kind of just become routine are you going there to message a friend or are you going there to see what someone else is doing I, I think that some interesting points that you've brought up there um I, I think the first thing that I should say is that f firstly we don't know we don't understand these platforms from a, a research point of view we don't know what the impact um of them on us really is and we, we just don't know that the research that's been done is inconclusive it's difficult to measure um it, it's really really difficult to study this stuff um so you know as a disclaimer we should firstly accept that we should also accept the fact that you know as i've already said but i'll say it again for you know the avoidance of doubt is that these platforms are not inherently bad um yes there is deep psychological manipulation behind them but there's also you know they also bring benefits you know we wouldn't be talking right now without the, those platforms um so we have to accept that they are a part of our lives they bring good with them but they also potentially bring bad with them um now having established all of that i think that this i think that people are quick to miss the fact that these platforms go to the very core of our humanity um they play on our psychology um and I think that we like to think that we have control um, over what we're doing and over these platforms. And I think that the reality of that is, um, is that we probably don't have as much control as we like to believe we have. Um, th this is a, an interesting discussion that's being had by academics at the moment. Um, and it's, it's a question of, are you in control? of these things or of these things in control of you and i think that's the question that we're asking because you know if these things are in control of you you know then they can influence you get you to do things and you don't even realize it um you know one of the ways that this happens so you know i'll talk through a couple of ways that this happens but you know that there are some really really subtle features that draw you into this stuff um so for example the infinite scroll is one feature that you know you you would probably never ever notice it because it's you know it, it's it's never you know it doesn't stand out it you know it enables you you know it's like if you go on google and you search something you will have page one page two and you know continuing like that if you go on instagram and you scroll you know you you can scroll for as long as you like you'll never ever hit the end of it um, and this is how it sucks you in this is how it gets you on there and this is how it keeps you coming back um you know we can also talk about things like social contracts um and this is an area that is you know um of particular interest to um academics it's this idea that these platforms have fundamentally changed the way in which we interact with each other and that's pretty obvious right um it's this idea that you know the, the way in which we, uh, the way in which social contracts work, the way in which, you know, you and I would interact without these technologies has fundamentally changed. These social contracts are now always open. Um, they are, they've created an obligation that is never fulfilled. 
it's never closed. And this is the reason why, you know, you you go on your phone and you go on Twitter or Facebook um, and you don't really understand why, but you do it anyway and you can't stop doing it and you keep going back because that social contract is always open. Um, it's, it's, it's always there and it gives you, you know, it's things like fear of missing out. Um, this is the kind of thing that can lead to anxiety. Um, and this, this is, you know, we, we talk about control, which is, I think, the kind of overarching concept here. I think that we really need to ask ourselves, are we really in control of these things or are these things in control of us? I would argue that we have less control than we like to imagine. That's that's really interesting. And I think that that's like the whole purpose of what you're doing is to try and figure out how to kind of A, mitigate against it and B, trying to figure out the the actual issues that it poses because there are always positives and negatives with everything. You can't just have like a blank rule saying this is bad and this is good. But I guess I'm quite interested in knowing um, what do you think are like kind of the biggest ethical problems posed by social media companies today, particularly because companies like Facebook have grown from something pretty small into something which nearly like an eighth of the world's population uses and it's kind of consumed so much of our everyday lives and it has so much power over us that it undoubtedly probably poses some ethical questions. Yeah I think that um I think that, you know, when you get to a point like Facebook have, for example, where you have that much control over over, over people, ideally, uh, essentially, you know, you have over a period of, of years um, used subtle um, but deeply manipulative psychological tactics to, you know, bit by bit change the way that people you know, make the decisions where they spend all the stuff that we've talked about um, to the point where you have, you now have these algorithms that are so advanced that, you know, that there's a, an interesting stat that after, um, after you've had, you know, 300, if, you, if you've had 300 interactions on Facebook or 300 likes on Facebook, then the algorithm knows you better than your partner. Um, now, that kind of power is, you know, I mean, the phrase is great power, you know, with great um, power comes great responsibility. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't think there's one ethical question. I think that we're now kind of facing every possible ethical question in the book that there is. And I, I also think, I guess, with Facebook, that power and then the misuse of that responsibility, like you saw with Cambridge Analytica and harvesting data and all of that has put it in the limelight, but people still continue to use it as if nothing's changed and it's mm. still used for just about everything from politics to shopping. But I guess you've had a really interesting career because you didn't necessarily start off in social media. You've done a lot of internships in the corporate world what was that like and what was it like kind of moving away from 
work doing like things like consulting into setting up your own thing and trying to figure out and deal with a problem which isn't necessarily something you would have assumed you would be doing when you were interning at these companies if you get what I mean yeah I think um I think that it is it's it's definitely um diving into the deep end um you know I guess if you are starting off in a you know in a big corporate um you are you know there, there are structure there's a structure there there's a a, a route of progression um, and that that's all you know uh, it's been refined over time and it's kind of managed pretty carefully um but I guess when you just do your own thing there are no rules and there's no structure and there's no you know it hasn't been refined um and I think that it is I, I think that the other elements of that that are it's really, really tough. Um, but ultimately, I think that I think it, it it's it probably boils down to you know what what are you passionate about and do you believe in the in the bigger picture behind what you're doing? Um, and I, I would argue that that is perhaps one of the main reasons that people you know, jump from corporates into, um, into, you know, a kind of startup entrepreneurship um, path instead. I guess you must have also faced challenges in doing it all by yourself and kind of just having left university and set this whole thing up. And then also kind of the research aspect of it, because that must have been a bit of a struggle to kind of find out how people are actually using social media especially you doing it all on your own how did you kind of overcome those challenges um i think that you know i work with a really you know good team um of researchers who are far better at that than i am um and you know i think one thing that i've learned is to essentially that there are always things um always you know skills um or interests that other people it makes sense to delegate um in the you know interests of efficiency um so i think that is something that's important to consider um because you know i mean this is about it's about you know 80 20 um having recognizing where can you use your your skills and your time and your effort um, to be the most effective as possible. Um, and it, it's about, I think, just being ruthless with the areas that aren't and finding, you know, I mean, these are problems in themselves, um, areas which which don't necessarily um, come naturally to you. Um, you know, you, you have to solve the problem um, and, you know, being surrounded by great people is, you know, who have complementing skills is, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, um, to experience that. You think that you faced like a big challenge, like what has been your biggest struggle in kind of getting it up and running and what 
do you think or do you think you've kind of overcome that or how have you dealt with that I think the biggest challenge um, for what we're doing is is the scale of the problem that we're tackling. Um, you know, this this particular problem is one that um, you know we we know the figures. Um, the majority of you know people um, on Earth uh, have some form of you know smart device. Um, the vast majority, it's something like ninety five percent of all of those people um, use some form of social media um and as we already know this is you know this is not a problem that only affects a you know certain type of person this is a you know a a demographic agnostic problem um so you know from you know primary school kids right up to you know ceos of companies um people in africa to people in europe um old young you know you name it you know, they are being in some way affected by this problem. So the scale of the problem is something that makes what we're doing really challenging um, because it's hard to to get the word out about what you do. It's hard to break through the noise. Um, we definitely have not overcome that um, yet, but I, I think it's just about having steps towards that um, and being strategic about it and, you know, not expecting this to you know take off overnight um but having the bigger picture um i think is and having a plan to get there um or certainly having a plan to make progress in that direction um is something that i've found you know has has definitely helped me and it's also probably a problem which is a very long-term thing because social media has become so ingrained in our everyday lives and it's not something which you can just like change at the click of your fingers if one thing clicks and it will take time but I guess you're making progress yeah I mean interesting point it's not um you know I think two things here the first thing is that we have not yet seen many of the impacts um, so, you know, we've seen a few things bubble to the surface, things like mental health. We already know about that. Um, but for the most part, we haven't seen the other impacts yet, really. Um, so, you know, interesting um, other potential impacts. Um, and, you know, this is based on, you know, academics have told me that these are things that they're worried about. Um, so the main thing is, how does this change our relationships with each other and the way we interact with each other and essentially the meaningfulness behind those relationships you know right now i can see the you know the from your shoulders upwards um and if you look at models of communication we know that context is at the center of those models of communication and right now i have no context um you know to engage with you um if we were in person you know, we know that the majority of communication is made up, like I've said, by that contextual, subtle um, context that we pick up um, subconsciously. Um, it's those, you know, micro microscopic emotions that we display in our eyes that we pick up and, you know, we use them as reference points. We, we don't have any of that. And over a screen, you don't have any of that. Um, so... You know, I was told by an academic the other day, he's been researching this for, you know, 
about 30 years and he said that he thinks that will be one of the biggest problems of this is that we we have this longing for more meaningful relationships um and you know we we don't know how that will manifest um and the other thing is is that there's, there's not one solution to this it's like mental health um you know there's no answer to this um and you could certainly make the argument that this is inevitable um i think you could reasonably make that argument so you know these these are problems that you know you trying to build solutions to a problem that has no solution it is a very big issue and i guess the good thing is that you're making progress on trying to at least tap into a very small part of the problem and trying to deal with deal with it essentially and i guess the end goal is going to take time to reach to but the more you research and the more stuff you find out the more you'll kind of understand how social media is really changing the way in which we live and then the better it will help come up with solutions i guess i like to always finish on this question um what motivates and inspires you it's quite a broad question Hmm. um what's your answer to that um i would say to have an impact and i'm not sure in what way but to have an impact and to be able to kind of make a change in some way shape or form and i guess that motivates a lot of people yeah i I think my answer is very similar um i think that you know we, we live in a an imperfect world um that is highly technologically advanced um we can use you know we can come up with better solutions um to the problems that we have than the solutions we currently have um i I think that we have failed um as a society to to force that to happen um but now i think you know i think entrepreneurship is the place where that where that um, pressure is taking place and where you know, people are doing stuff about it um so I, I think that's uh definitely a driving force it was great speaking to you i think what you're doing is really really interesting and it's going to have a big impact even if it's just helping people recognize kind of the issues behind social media which they may have not necessarily thought of initially when starting to use these kind of platforms and I think it's really important that this sort of information is out there so I'm really excited to see where you go Um, and thank you so much for coming along and speaking to me. No thank you for your time Pat I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the exploratory journey and I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Please make sure to follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and make sure to follow all our social media channels on Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn to stay up to date with our future episodes.